At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Today's episode of Ask Eliza Anything is brought to you by uh, the crick in my neck. It's been there since I woke up. Man, there's nothing I can do about it. Went for a cheap Chinese chair massage, still really hurts. Only thing that will help is time. (laughs) Really sucks to feel as a premier athlete. No, but like as a 36-year-old person who like doesn't have any crazy habits, works out, takes care of herself, I'm just, I just feel broken all the time. Uh, And that might just be a jaw thing, but we'll get to that at the bottom of the cup. The Pilates didn't help. I went for a hot yoga. I watched that documentary, that Bikram documentary, which is all about this maniac Bikram who started Bikram yoga. And halfway through, even though the guy's like a nightmare, I was like, I need to go to hot yoga. So I went this morning and it felt great. Mm -hmm. But uh, ultimately, we'll see if it cures what ails me. Okay. Yeah. I hope you guys are having a soothing day. This podcast comes out on a Wednesday. That means you're two days closer to Friday. We're going to give some tickets to a Metallica cover band giveaway down at O'Malley's Pub. Shout out to Janice and Jan. We're on their way to the phlebotomy lab. What's it called when you have a, oh, to their New Beginnings Dialysis Center. Their nurse is over there. We're going to send you guys some free pizza. Check traffic coming up. I would be such a great DJ other than the fact that I'm not a middle-aged man who tried stand-up and like eats shit. Your next career after this would be marketing. You would be really good at and then DJ, DJ, radio DJ. And now we've got some questions you guys keep writing in your questions and queries, and we're here to answer. We're here to make your life better because ev- put it down. Put the sandwich down because everybody knows I've lived a life, and, and I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you about yours. I've lived my life, and I'm going to tell you about yours. You tune in for the answers, and we've got your pantsers. Kick it. Anonymous. Hey, Liza, baby arm, hot Scotty, and the bonus beast. I've got a wedding question for you. Some context. I'm an only child. My mom and dad divorced when I was two. It was rough. He was moved it? to Asia, okay. quote, unquote, to get away. And he was around periodically, but I was basically raised by my mom and grandparents. He does make an effort, and he's definitely not a deadbeat dad, but he just wasn't around. He has another family and lives on the East Coast now. We've grown a little bit closer in recent years, but it's never going to be the father-daughter relationship I wanted. Anyway, my question is, part of me wants him to walk me down the aisle because I don't really give a shit about the symbolism and I don't want him to feel snubbed, but my mom seems upset by my decision. Ah, she was the one in the trenches raising everything. me, mm-hmm. handling my tumultuous adolescent yes. self. Mm-hmm. If it means to my more. mom, should I just let her walk me down the aisle? How do I handle my dad slash his side of family feelings about that? I was in a very similar situation. I had them both walk me down. That way your dad doesn't feel kicked in the dick. Your mother feels respected. Surely she understands that he's still your dad. Um, and if it means anything at all to you, it might just be good to avoid any conflict with your dad. If the guy, like, tr- I mean, you're saying he wasn't a deadbeat dad. He was around a little bit. I totally get the vibe you're putting out there. Have them both walk you down. It is your day and they should respect that. Yeah. That's it. Have them both do it. They both mm-hmm. get to do it. It's equally important that they both be there and you're lucky to have both of them. And they're lucky that they, that y- you want both of them there. Yeah, and I don't think it's weird at all. It totally is just... Getting walked down the aisle is so weird. Walking down an aisle is weird. right. The whole thing is weird. Remember this. As you're walking down the aisle, 
Look around that room and just know that the next time all those people gather together, someone will be dead. So just keep thinking about that because that's what I thought about walking down the aisle through the tears because I was hysterical because I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. And my parents had to like hold me up. That was a very weird day. That's a wedding. Yeah. It was weird because I was like so involved in it, but also not involved. But also you were a guest. And uh, I, but it just like, just like I, I'd been so involved from a logistical standpoint. And then I was sitting there and I was like, whatever. And then I was like, oh God, this is very emotional. My bridesmaids shit the bed. Like nobody learned it, how to help me or like tie up my bustle so I could take a damp. But I don't think anyone's prepared for like the feelings that, that you have when you're actually walking down the no, aisle. Or, no one's prepared. So just have everybody on board and you'll be, you have a nice time. In a million years, I didn't think I would have cried like that. And it was hysterical. It just all hit me at once because before that I was like, I'm cool. I know it's fine. Whatever flowers. So have them both. You'll be glad you had them both there. Yeah. Your mom won't be glad, but uh, be- better than just Welcome the to marriage. It's a compromise. Starting with the walk down the aisle. Kick it. Uh, hi, Eliza and Emily. Have either of you ever lived with roommates? Yep. In October, I moved in My with a girl. My assistant's here all the time. <laughs> with a girl I met in college. We're both 26 and graduated now. I didn't know her that well in school, but she seemed friendly and responsible, and we both happened to be moving to the same city, so it seemed like a good fit. The problem is that she talks constantly. She comes home from work, starts a conversation, and doesn't stop until I tell her I'm going to bed. She'll even follow me from room to room if I walk away. If I refuse to engage in conversation by giving her one-word answers, she starts to talk to herself. She even talks to herself while she's watching TV. She's a sweet girl, but I'm the kind of person who needs a lot of alone time to recharge. I don't know how to tell her this without offending her and making it awkward to live here. Well, you got to just not worry about offending her. And you got to say, hey, I love talking to you. Sometimes I just need a minute to compress. You got to be okay with setting your own boundaries. Or maybe she has a sense of humor and be like, dude, you talk so much. Like, just say it. And she's like, oh my God, I never even really just feel like you're doing it right now. Just be blunt about saying it. I've been around, I don't remember who I was around recently. And I'm not a rude person. They were talking so, I think it was maybe even my husband. They were talking so much about something. I just went, stop. Was it when I was talking about Mandy Moore it was you. in the recent episode of this podcast? You were talking and I was just, I was just like, stop, stop talking. Stop it. If the girl doesn't have a sense of humor, you might need to be like, I just need to decompress and you are much more verbal than I am, but I just need... The fact that she talks to herself though, just move out. People are so glued to these roommates. Like, just get out of there. Well, for cost reasons, you know, get another you sacrif- roommate. Right, either another roommate or like I live alone and you sacrifice certain things uh, yeah. to be able Emily to afford lives to in live a paint alone. Bucket. Yeah, because I would prefer that than living in a nicer place with another person. I mean, we all know the trials and tribulations, but it's getting that other roommate, it's a grab bag. Like who would have thought like, oh, this girl talks to herself perpetually forever at all times. So that's insane. Yeah. But you got to be okay with just saying that. And if she gets really weird about it, then just move out and get another roommate. There's so many moderately priced apartments, so much stuff. Yeah. At like 26, you're not going to have a hard time finding another roommate. It'll be fine. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. 
A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Kick it. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Tofu. My mother-in-law became engaged recently and asked me if she could have her wedding day the same day as my wedding anniversary. My mother-in-law became this... I'm sorry, say that again? My mother-in-law became engaged and asked me if she could have her wedding day the same day as my wedding anniversary. So that's your wedding day. Mm -hmm. She claims that they are in a hurry to get married and that day works the best. The day is in June, so they aren't in a huge hurry, I guess. How should I handle this? The answer is... Oh, there's more? There's more. You just want to talk. (laughs) Kick it. My husband told me it's up to me. I don't want her to get married that day. Yeah, your it's husband her, does not give a it's shit. It's five-year anniversary this year. Nobody cares. But I don't want her to think I'm being a bitch about it. I'm already not the favorite daughter-in-law. Not that she doesn't like me, but when she talks about my sister-in-law, it shows how much she adores her. She makes me want to vomit when she goes on and on about her. Okay. Anyway, do I tell her no and risk upsetting her, or am I being selfish and should just let her have her wedding that day? I'm upset she even put me in this situation in the first place. There are so many other days in the year. Gah. Yeah, it's a little weird. Help. It's a little weird and manipulative, but look, you'll look so magnanimous if you're like. Totally. Also, you don't need your mother-in-law to celebrate your five-year wedding anniversary. That is between you and your husband. Hopefully, she's not going on that sandals cruise. And hopefully, she's not with him buying a gift for you. It's out to dinner that night with your husband. It's a little low-key lovemaking, falling asleep on the couch. She doesn't need to participate in any of this. Let her have her day. Your husband sure shit doesn't care. He barely cares that you got married. I'm just saying. And then it's going to be this like weird rift. And he's like, I don't know. This is girl stuff. Be cool. Let it go. You're one step closer to being that favorite daughter-in-law. Um, if she did it to be malicious, then you don't want to be close to this woman. But I, maybe it's like we're getting like the last podcast where the girl's like, we're getting married. We got to do it next week. A little weird to have a June wedding because it could be super hot. I don't know where you live. Let her do it because you celebrating your wedding anniversary is not contingent upon this woman's plans. Let her have it. Much better to have her have it on your wedding anniversary than to have her have her wedding on like your birthday. Yeah. Or like as you're giving birth. So that's our answer. Cut and dry. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza. Slam it? I was changing it up. Slurp it. I wanted to get your thoughts on an issue that I have with my parents. I'm 30 years old and just had my first child. Got to get rid of the parents. It's over. Good run. (laughs) Both of my parents are retired and I've had a few conversations. What did you say? Both of your parents are what? What was that word? Retired. Okay. I had a few conversations with my mom to ask her to stop buying presents for our son. I'm the first of my siblings to have a child, so I'm sure that my mom is overly eager to be a grandmother to spoil her first grandchild. With her being retired and not having strong interests or hobbies to occupy her time, I think this is also an issue where she's just bored and thinking of us. Mm -hmm. Right now, my husband and I are making great money, whereas my parents are on a fixed income and have a lot of debt from their spending habits, Mm. which adds to me feeling uncomfortable with my mom wanting to spend a lot of money also. This conflict is triggering some deeper-seated issues that I have with my parents about gift-giving overall. 
Growing up, my parents would spend hundreds of dollars on us for birthdays and Christmas. Because my life was so saturated with gift giving growing up, I feel like I've developed a complex where I'm very uncomfortable with receiving gifts. And I prefer to express slash receive love through acts of service or quality time. Oh, somebody read the love language book. <laughs> it feels like my parents use gift giving as a marker of status or love. Like we spent this many dollars on you, therefore we are good parents and providers. How do I let my parents know that I'm uncomfortable with their gift giving habits and that we want to start new behaviors with our new family where we place less value on material? thing. It's tough because like those, like your language is your language. Um, I think you need to have a come to Jesus and explain what makes you uncomfortable and it'll make them uncomfortable because you're talking about their finances, especially for your dad. I'm sure that that's not a source of pride that he's in debt, but it's also not your problem. Like they are adults and they're taking it on. It's going to be real because we've had questions about this. It's going to be really hard to rein, rein that in. Uh, and it's just a baby. The kid's not going to know, you know, but be clear about how you feel, but ultimately it is their choice. Be clear about how you, I'm saying like, what are you going to do? Divorce your parents if they give like a hot rod car set? Yeah, that just sucks. You're, just say, you. you're saying, I love you. I know that you guys are in debt and it makes me uncomfortable and nervous for you. And I worry about you. So the greatest gift you could give me is getting out of debt mm-hmm. so that I know you guys are okay and code for so I don't have to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all you can do is, is express it. A lot of our listeners are not Jewish and don't express themselves. But a lot of our listeners, it's like family stuff where you don't want to say something. And by the way, like I'm not perfect. We have stuff in our family that, you know, you kind of don't say. But you need to get your truth out because they might be like, oh my God, we had no idea. We never thought of it that way. So give yourself a fighting chance and say something to them for those very loving reasons. So that's it. We uh, we got a DM actually from someone who had asked a question and then before I even got into the inbox to look at the question, she said, you know what? I just listened to your latest episode and I just decided to talk to them about it. There you it. go. So You never know. I'm really good at vilifying people and that's what war is, just making a villain out of an enemy and taking away their human qualities. And then you talk to the person, you're like, oh, wow, I thought they were going to hate me and it turns out they... They really like me. Yeah, 90% of the time when I'm stewing over what the other person must have meant or thought or felt, that then it, it turns out that it was nothing and I was so stressed and no, no one else cared. It was something. They're gaslighting you. Also, you don't eat stew. Next question. Kick it. Okay, I have a couple comedy questions for you. Beef it. Annie's Wonderland says, where can we watch your first comedy special, please? So let's put this out there. All the comedy specials are on Netflix. Yeah. You got a documentary called Over and Over that's uh, mm-hmm. a few different places. It's on Amazon Prime and Google Amazon Play. Amazon Prime, Google yeah, Play. But all the stand-up uh, Apple, specials. All the stand-up specials. Xfinity. Okay. Are on Netflix. And um, you got some other stuff coming to Netflix soon. Got a sketch you got show a- coming out. And I've got Spencer Confidential on March 6th, mm-hmm. which you hopefully will have already heard by now. Uh, watch by now. So, but the no, stand-up I think specials this will be in February. No. So there's it's a bunch up. of bullshit clips online. Like who knows? But there's the stand-up specials are on Netflix. That's yeah, where those you get are them. the right ones. Search Eliza on Netflix. There are God, you're at five now. Five, but you know, if you want to read or have the audio version of my book, Girl Logic, that's yeah. on Amazon and Audible. Yeah, Audible. There's a lot of content. Audible. Are the uh, the Forever Thirty One episodes? Are I don't know. I had a web series with ABC Digital called Forever 31. It might be on Hulu. Yeah. It was a while ago, but it was pretty great. So if you want to see me in more of an acting role. Sure. Okay. Well, we'll deal with that later. You check it out. So guys, yeah, uh, all Eliza stuff is on Netflix. Watch me on Instant Family. That is currently on Amazon Prime and I think Hulu. Kick it. Yeah. And the other- Every fan listening is like, duh. Tell me something I don't know. Or you can come you see know me what? live. Maybe somebody has never heard your comedy before and they were just I like, but they listen I need to my to podcast. ask a question. They just searched the word ask and they were like, I need to ask someone something. Uh, okay, so other comedy question. Caitlin Eileen underscore. Hi, Eliza, baby arm, hot Scotty. Me and a couple of friends are going to see your Boise show in March. We're counting the days. You mentioned a while ago that this upcoming tour will have new material. Any chance we can get a hint about what? Looking forward to the no. tour and the sick new shirts you designed. No, but- it will be new material. Come out. It'll be great. Look, look, I'm a better comic. I think I'm a better, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great comic, but I think I'm a great live comic. I think I'm better to see live. Mm-hmm. If you love the Netflix special saved, you're going to love it live. Nobody has ever mm-hmm. walked away from any one of my shows and been like, no, she said one old joke. I'm out of here. So no. it's going to be new stuff. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about, it's a, an array of topics. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you love me thus far, you're not going to be let down at this point. Statistically speaking, it doesn't make sense to get this far with credibility and then just shut the bed. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to talk about simil- what you think I'm going to talk about with the patina of my 
energy splattered all over it. Yeah, Caitlin already has tickets, but I know some yeah, nice you already people, got tickets. people will wonder, you know, like, is it new material? Is it old? It, it's mm. a good time. Come out. Folks, That's this tour is almost completely sold out and we've added shows. So uh, do- Peer tickets. Yeah. So peer pressure. Peer pressure. These kids know what's up. Ash, 6162. What is advice you've gotten from a family member that you haven't heard repeated by anyone else? I have no idea how to answer that. Do you have any I don't secret? sit around the fire getting like sage wisdom. Uh, you know what my dad said the other day mm. when he was telling me how much he loves conflict? He says, friction makes a pearl. You've said that a couple of times in the past, in the past couple of weeks. That's interesting because he, he said it to you. He said it to so me and I was like, okay, it's that is- in your head. It's true. Mm-hmm. You always come out of conflict better or more mm-hmm. evolved, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Friction makes a pearl, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's advice, I'm trying to think of something my mom has said. Um, oh, my Aunt Debbie always says do things in the highest light. Meaning with like the best intention. Like when you say something, if someone gets offended, you're like, I meant it in the highest light. Like I didn't mean it. And if you can always come from that place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the chances of you looking bad or slimmer. I'm trying to think of one of one of the 12 billion things. Just I just have this image of my mom saying, Chazer, if you eat too much. She eats like a bird. I just I just think about it. That's a tough one to put on the spot because I'm okay. trying to like sum up my mom's whole existence with one. Always put cream on your elbows. A lot of people, yeah, there's some advice right there. Ashy elbows and cracked heels. When you see a girl in like a nice dress and like backless shoes and she's all dressed up, but then she's got ashy elbows or cracked heels. It's like, oh, she doesn't know what's going on. Always put cream, as my mom says, always put cream. Put cream on your elbows. You want to have nice elbows. It's the grossest when a guy has like little chalk nubs for elbows. And fucking, for God's sakes, America, learn how to hold a knife and fork. And that's just me talking to you. Watch The Bachelor, watch any of these garbage shows. The girls are always like, so what are your goals? And they're cutting like their hands were mangled in a meat grinder. Hold, look up on YouTube. You can do it the continental way, the British way, the American way. Just hold them like a person. If you're like parrot clawing around a knife and holding it, you look like an idiot. Mm. I tried to correct one friend and she was like not cool about it, but that says more about her than me. Okay, I have a question from the guy who gave you some loofahs, Bo. Mm. The Bo, the Brit. I love those loofahs, and I did not know, and many people didn't know, that they don't grow underwater. They grow above ground on a plant. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Hey, Liza and Emily. I want your advice and thoughts on whether I should go to a comedy show slash indie concert alone. I love going to my local comedy club, the West Palm Beach Improv, and other venues in South Florida that have comedy shows. But it's so hard to find any of my friends to go with me as they don't know the comedian and aren't willing to pay for the ticket. So I usually end up begging them and offering to pay for their ticket as I feel they are doing me a favor. Otherwise, I feel they won't go at all. Just this past week, I asked my friend to go to your show at the Hard Rock Live in Orlando and he backed out last minute, even after I told him it wouldn't cost him anything. I want his name. By the way, it was a VIP meet and greet ticket. I'm the guy who brought you the homegrown loofah. I know. Luckily, I found a new friend, Kurt, who was also a fan and also voluntarily agreed to pay for his ticket. There you go. This was rare. I don't mind going to eat at a restaurant by myself or go to a movie by myself. I do it all the time. But I want to share the experience of a comedy show slash concert with someone else. I often strike up conversation at any type of show I'm at with other attendees. It's great. But just going alone doesn't seem like it would be as fun. Would love to hear your perspective and thoughts. It's never as fun, but... Uh, my comedy shows in particular, I do get a, and I'm sure a lot of comics get this, a fan that's like, I really want to go, but I don't, you know, I, I don't want to go alone. You can always indoctrinate people, be like, invite some friends over, show them the specials. Uh, and if they have good taste, they'll like it. But I always advise people come alone because you're going to be around people who like something similar to you. Uh, I don't know what men's restrooms are like. They sound gross, but girls always kind of make friends in line in the restrooms. Everybody's there. A lot of people go alone. And concerts, I know a lot of people who go to concerts alone. You can't always find the perfect friend. Plus, you don't want the stress of always looking over and checking to make sure that person is having fun. So, of course, you want to share the experience with someone, but being open to like having a drink and being alone, uh, I think you'll surprise yourself with the good time you can have and the how, how much more open your chakras are. Um, like, think about it. You go out with a friend, you just focus on that friend and it's hard to really talk to other people. If you're alone, people come up to you. Someone wants to hit on you, it's a little bit easier. Um, you know, just be safe. But uh, there is nothing wrong with it. I but Don't I do, deny yourself the fun just because you don't have someone there to be your crutch. I will fully go to things alone because I like a lot of weird things that you I go to movies, drag other people to. should be alone. But I do wonder, like... 
I have friends. If I need someone to go with me to Tammy and the T-Rex or Mandy Moore concert, like I have friends that will stand outside with me in line. I wonder about the co- the caliber of friend that these people are just like flaking out on him. Oh, I don't know. I would never I don't go. Like that. I would never go with a friend to a concert. I'd be like, how many songs do I know there? One? No. But you're home like one day a week. I mean, it just depends. Yeah, those friends also might not be the best. If they won't just go. Also, it's a free ticket. Also, and like a good show. A ticket, I am on, like, I've definitely done that though before. If it's something that I really want to see and I know it's weird, and I'm just like, look, I have two tickets. I would love for you to go. And that's fine. Like, that's not It's a little weird. weird if a friend's never like, sure, I'll help you out. But that right. being said, if you got to go alone, it's totally cool, especially yeah. to a comedy show. You're Ultimately, whatever show you're watching, you're sitting in the dark. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. No one's going to. There's never going to be a moment where the comic's like, look at this guy, center row, eight rows back, sitting alone. Get him. Get him. Kick it. Kaylee. Kaylee and short. Do you have any tips for keeping your skin looking good while traveling? My face kind of freaks out when I travel and I'm flying to Colorado to elope in September. You fly all the time. Is there anything you do that actually works? I think really good skin. I mean, I don't know. I used to have like pretty bad cystic acne and that's just like a hormonal thing. It's just the way it is. Uh, You can never go wrong with a great serum. Vitamin C is really good for your skin. A good... Uh, hydrating, hyaluronic acid, face, just a good serum. Put it on before you fly just to keep your face moist. Lob, glob it on at night. Keeping it moist, especially in Colorado where it can be a little dry. Mm-hmm. Keep it moist. Get a good eye cream and never skip it. Always do it. Repetition and consistency is key with taking care of your skin because that's when the cracks begin to show. Maybe a nice little exfoliation. That's always good. Then put the serum on. And a good tip for your face with your products, you go... Thinnest to thickest. So you would do like a serum and then a cream and then whatever your thicker cream is. Mm. So whatever it is, thin, thinnest to thickest. Like the lotion goes on last. Mm-hmm. Oil goes on first, then a serum. You know, also don't overdo it. But that's, I mean, everybody's skin is different. I'm not going to recommend products because I use so many different things. That being said, OC, is it Osea? Mm-hmm. O-S-E-A. They're made of seaweed as a company in Malibu. They're Products come in glass bottles. I really like that. I also uh, enjoy Drunk Elephant. I also enjoy a bunch of expensive products from an expensive doctor in Beverly Hills. So take it as you will. See an esthetician, see what they say. But honestly, to date, I think the best face wash is Cetaphil. Super cheap at the grocery store. That's what I use. We have a DM question, another anonymous question from somebody related who says, can you talk about the face gym and gua sha, that green face tool you've used in a story once? These people do not sponsor me, so I'm kind of like paying me for this, but... But the gua sha, I think, I relates to both. your serum thing. Yeah, I get a serum and then gua sha, it's these like flat Chinese stone. It's a technique, but it's these flat jade stones. They don't have to be jade. They could be rose quartz, just a cool stone. And you can look up a tutorial and it's about moving lymphatic drainage around your face and your neck. And there's different strokes you do and it helps eliminate puffiness. I keep my gua sha stones in the refrigerator. I place them on my eyes in the morning and I I, I have puffy turtle face in the morning. So um, ancient snail face. So I find that that just feels good uh, to get some movement. Face gym, it's this... It's the franchise. They've got one in London. They might have one in New York, but they have one here in LA on Sunset. And it's like a little workout for your face. They have this tiny little thick yoga ball and they push on different points and they massage your face to move all the fluids around. Uh, There's no injections or anything like that. Um, And you leave looking like you just worked out, like your skin is all flush and, and your cheekbones are defined and it's awesome. And it feels great. And you can have all different kinds and my jaw hurts forever. So I get this... um, like electric pulse therapy that touches the nerves and moves my skin around. I like it. Mm. At, this, at this time, at this point in my life, I'm like, whatever feels good. $15 Chinese chair massage, $100 face gym session. <clears throat> I'll do it. But move that shit around. There's mm. a bunch of liquid hiding under your face. Move it around. It's hiding. That's so upset. I bring those gua sha stones everywhere. Feels great. Do it in the morning. Do it while you're drinking your coffee. Do one, do two. I do two. Okay. Or a jade roller. A jade roller. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do another question from this person. People, work, fam, friends, say I'm a calm, patient, and old soul. I make people feel peaceful. That's a nice compliment. Kindness is always the goal. But sometimes I also hear, you're not confident or assertive. Gah. That makes me feel boneless and speechless. Boneless? What's your experience with calm people? How have you seen confidence That's... and kindness blend well together? That... Also. This is too hard. This person talked about. 
they're top of the cob and bottom of the cob, and they say that they call it peach and pit when they. Well, that's it. a different segment, and you get your own podcast. No, I think look, that's look, nice. look. All this world is is people telling you how you should be, and then when you are that, telling you why you shouldn't be what you are. Mm. Everybody's wrong. Everybody's jealous. Everybody has their faults. So. Yeah, do you have things that you could work on moment to moment, but hindsight's twenty twenty. So <clears throat> sorry you didn't stand up for yourself in that one moment, but I'm sure there's other times that you did. And if it's something that bothers you truly, you work on it. But whoever's giving you that advice, like maybe they suck and are too aggressive. You know, if it's a comment that's getting in the way of things in your life, it doesn't sound like it is something to consider if like you keep hearing. I always say if one person said it, it's an opinion. Two people said it, it's a conspiracy. And if three people say it, it's a fact. So just remember, most people are stupid or jealous or just like shitting on you just because I'm sure you're fine. Not everybody can have bones all the time. Also, if you're boneless, then it gives the way for people who have bones. Not everyone can have all the bones. It's okay to be boneless. I'm Dion Fu. I'm boneless. Everybody loves me. You're Okay. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life, and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. The only say. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Scott. Two parts, sorry. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm hot, Scotty. He's not here. People are sad that we're without him. We'll, We'll reunite when you get back from your big trip. Okay. One, I am a travel coordinator for a restoration company, so all I plan is boring work trips. Sometimes I wish I could plan something fun. I was wondering, what would be your dream trip or vacation? Mine would be a trip to a white sand beach in a tropical paradise, then off to Italy for an adventure, learning about the land of my ancestors and family that still live there. That's very cute. That's very quaint. Um, I don't know. I uh, That's a good question. I, you know, we all say beach and I do love a beach, but I, I am, don't pick beach. Well, no, you can't, You're, you'll burn. Uh, as will I, I'm very fair skinned. Yeah. I like the idea of being able to go wherever, whenever I love the Nordic countries. So I'd like to like go to a country and really experience it. I, the honest truth is I'm pretty much down for wherever. I'm not a huge hot person. So all of central and South America is out for me. That being said, I would love to go to Argentina. Would love it. That seems like a really unique place. Patagonia, all that stuff. Um, And I think that uh, Eastern Europe or just Europe around Christmas, like Germany and East, just getting to experience that would be kind of fun. So it's really season contingent. I'm happy to go to Tokyo or Japan in general at any time. Everybody like jerks off so hard to Tokyo, but there's so many regions that are just so cool. 
Uh, I just like the travel. And I think even within the United States, like there's always cool stuff to find. Everybody's obsessed with the beach. Like, okay, fine. You're on the beach for 10 minutes. Now you're burning. Now what? So, so, and it's like, what kind of alcohol are we dealing with? You know, it's better than a beach, a pool. I don't know. I just want, I like a vacation where it's just easy. And it's not, well, you got to sign up. Oh, it's a $15. I don't like to be nickel and dimed. I just want a vacation where even if it's expensive, they make it easy. Have you ever done one of those all-inclusive ones? What do you think of that? It seems an easy in theory. It is easy. Uh, There's different kinds of all-inclusive, by the way. There's hyper expensive ones where they make it easy to forget how much money you've spent. And then there's, you know, lower price points for families and it's not the best quality food, but if you're looking to like chill somewhere with your family and eat a bunch of desserts and feel special, that's okay too. Um, I love a nice hotel. I like luxury. I don't even mind like slumming it, then luxury, slumming it, then luxury. Then you appreciate the luxury more. I love schlepping. I love learning. So that's it. I'm sorry. This is such a lame answer. What about but a cruise? How do you feel nope, about a cruise? I am so anti-cruise. It's painful. They are huge polluters. Uh, it's You're not taking in any culture. You're just like eating, just, you're just drinking everything, eating food that's just frozen for six weeks at a time. I'm not trying to shame anyone that goes on a cruise, but like, what, what is the point here? To just eat as much as you can and have diarrhea on the water? Oh, but look, there's a slide. Oh, look, Mickey. I'm I just, your wife. Look, I don't have a family. I get it. People do it. To me, it just seems totally devoid of any cultural references that are meaningful. That's it. It's just not my thing. I would not want to go on a cruise. It's too commercial. It's too commercial. The same reason I don't really do amusement parks and uh, I don't eat, I don't know, McDonald's. An amusement park is a similar vibe to a cruise. Amusement park, yeah. You're, it's a lot of money. There's no deals. There's nothing punk rock about it. You're not discovering any hidden gem cafes. Hmm. That's what I like. I like to go places and find the hidden thing and find the thing that nobody else does and have a real experience and have a cultural t- touch, like a reference. So that way when you say you went someone, you can really say you went there. Did you go to Mexico? Yeah, we went to Cabo. Oh, cool, where everyone speaks English and you can just get like a bunch of shit at La Farmacia and sit on a beach. Like, did you go to Mexico? And you're allowed to have those vacations where you just chill. I've been to beautiful places where I'm like, I can't leave the hotel. But I like, I like becoming cultured and I like having a sense of my country and the world and... Knowing more than just what's in the brochure. Okay. Purple. Well, Kick it. The other part of that question. Have you ever thought about doing a live taping of Ask Eliza? Anything? If so, you should come back to Michigan and do it. We did a live taping when this podcast was something else at Just for Laughs. We've done live tapings before. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't thought about it for this, but I'd be open to doing it. I don't know that the audience is huge enough and I don't want to hold the stand-up audience. I don't want to burn a market people thinking like, oh, she can do stand-up and I just do the podcast. If there were like a book or some other companion or this was as big as like my favorite murder. Uh, but it would be fun. Maybe if I had an extra night to do it, then I'd have to bring Emily and she's a house cat that doesn't like to leave. It is, um, it's tough because I think what people get out of this podcast is not too dissimilar from what they get out of stand-up. Like the stand-up is the refined version of this. So they're fine. Still my opinion. Uh, maybe yeah. as like a fun, small component. Um, maybe we'll do one here in LA. Local. And we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We like doing this because it's its own thing. We do it when A lot can. of people too that do live podcasts, um, their standup isn't, I'm just going to say, like it's not at a massive touring level. So you want to perform and this is a different way to perform. And I don't need, I don't need it like that for both mediums. Right. I mean, cool, yes. but it's not a huge not a goal of mine. Check it. Okay. Have it ready. Hi, have it everyone. Up. I have a rather large family with 20 cousins, seven first and 13 second. They're all living in the same house. Catholic pig farmers. I'm close. That sounds with- like an insult. You Catholic pig farmer. No. Okay. Now this is about a wedding, but. There's 20 cousins. I just did the math. They said 20 cousins, seven first and 13 oh. second. <laughs> I was like, check this out. I'm closer with my first cousins than my second, but since they all live together, I feel obligated to invite everyone. To what? So I, to it's a wedding. Do I invite everyone or not? 
we don't want to have a huge wedding and a few of my first cousins have serious relationships and I feel obligated to invite them also. You don't have to. No. My SO, significant other, also isn't very close to his family. So I feel like it's going to turn into a giant family reunion for me and then his parents divorced and three siblings. Any advice you have would be fantastic. Love your podcast, all your specials. We watch Unveil at least four times a week. It was released. Great. If you are the one paying for the wedding, you decide everything. And I've told the story famously. My stepmom has six brothers and sisters. That's 12 people. Um, they all have kids. And they've been my whole life nothing but lovely to me and inclusive for holiday parties, things like that. And when I got married, I invited all of them. And then I sent a very a beautifully worded letter rescinding the invitation because I was like, I actually can't. Like given the fact that we're paying for this, my husband has his family, I can't have all of you. I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. And they were like, it's fine. If they're not cool about it, then that's not what family is. And so take the ones that you're closest to. Your mom's going to have like, oh, but what about cousin Kirk? He's the one that milks the pigs. So you say to your mom, like, who's really important? It can't be everyone. And again, you can always say, I'm the one paying for it. It doesn't have to be a family reunion. And that's the reward for being closer to you is you get invited. Maybe you can have some sort of reception another time or like a little uh, pre-dinner. I don't know where they live. Chances are not everyone's going to be able to make it unless you all live like on the same block. Um, you didn't say if you're paying for it. If you're not paying for it, fuck it. They all live in the same house. That's tough stuff. What? Did I miss that? Yes. All 20 of them live in the same house. That's why it's awkward. Where do you live? And you're Catholic? You're not like the- They're quiv- Catholic pig farmers. The quiv- quiverful? The quivers? What are they? Quiverful. Quiverful. Mm-hmm. Is that because like a vagina is a quiver? No. And it's filled with babies? Oh. Ew. No. Um, you I know mean, what? Not- I take it all back. You got to invite all of them. If they all live together. That's weird. And you're, maybe you can just send one invite. Do you live with invite. them? No, I don't, that's not the vibe that I'm I don't from know. This. That's what makes because it tough. Because like, I have no frame of reference for this. Like my, And then some of them have significant others that are serious. Like my mom and dad don't even live together. <laughs> but if there uh, are 20 people and let's say you know what half you could of do? them are with someone. You could say family only. Mm. Honestly, you could, because there is that thing when you get married, it's like, oh, but this is a girl I met. Like, fuck that. You could say family only, because then it's only 20 people. Mm. Try that route. Because it's not like they can be like, well, I won't know anyone there. Oh, but this is gift. She's my girlfriend of 20 years. So what? Just trying to think of a really Christian sounding name. This is gift. You know, I've told you the name. I know. That's what I was thinking of. I was looking in your little eyes. What were their names at your sister's wedding? Faith, hope, and blessing. Mm. Dude, that's a tough one. That's tough that they all live together and the male's going to come in and there's... Jewish comic gives bad advice to a Catholic pig If farmer. you invite all of them, can you just send one invitation? And a picture? Oh, yeah, that's fair. All right, you got to cut you corner reply somewhere. on this. You know what? They each get one bite of dinner. <laughs> they better. Catholic pig... I wonder if that's a... Is that different from regular pig farmers? Catholic pig, where do you it live? It sound like it's somewhere it, like European. Oh, I was gonna, it feels like it's like Wisconsin. I was in like Eastern European. Uh, you live in like rural Pennsylvania or something. Something's There's happening. 20 people in one house. Oh my God. Is it a big, all. will you let us know? Is it a big house? Is it one of those like <laughs> compounds with like aluminum siding? Oh my God, tell us more. Are you French? <laughs> What's your deal? Can we, we look them up? Back, but Are they anonymous? Them. They're anonymous. Let all me right. ask you the next question. I'll see if I can refine them. Okay. Another anonymous. Hey, Liza, I'm Emily and Hot Scotty. In October, I accepted a position in Atlantic City as a cocktail waitress at a casino. I love my job. I grew up in the area and it showcases my extroverted personality. Though I've met so many wonderful, kind people and customers at my job, Have there you? are also work hazards I am still adjusting to. Customers will oftentimes get outrageously drunk and very flirtatious. And frequently things get inappropriate and crude. For instance, one time a customer picked me up and tried to throw me in the air. I've been touched and verbally assaulted. Mm-hmm. Guys, free sure you're not a comic? Guys frequently say what they want to do to me or if I will come to their room. I'm only 18. In New Jersey, you can serve alcohol at 18. And I'm having a hard time navigating this newfound positive and negative attention. I have a lot of newfound confidence, but at the same time, I feel very pressured to be beautiful all the time. What? Okay. Never have I looked in the mirror before and thought I was fat. And I've been going to the gym very frequently to stay in shape because I'm struggling with body insecurity for the first time. Do you have any advice for navigating such a new environment and the pressure while still being very young for this line of business? Thank you. And I'm on the lookout for you to come to Joy Z. They spelled it out. Uh, I was just there. So thanks for that. Um, you got to draw your own boundaries. And you you know what? Your boss has to have your back. Because you're an 18-year-old girl, which that's so brutal. Um, it sounds to me like you used to be overweight and you lost some weight and now you're getting attention. Um, 
I think it's maybe just this job where she's getting attention. Because you're in a the way cute waitress, and guys are they're at a casino, and you're putting yourself in the belly of the beast. Regardless of what you look like, you're gonna get that kind of attention at a bar in that situation where everybody's there to have a good time, and nobody really respects the waitresses. You need to make sure that your boss and your business have your back, and if. Um, if somebody's behavior is rude or makes you uncomfortable, you need to know that the people that are in charge of you are walking up to that customer and having them removed. You teach your clients how to behave, whether it's a comedy show or a venue or a bar. You might work at a CD casino. You know, I don't know where you're working. Um, and if he does, if they don't have your back and they're not respecting you, then your clients are never going to respect you. Mm-hmm. So you need to feel safe. And it sounds like the people that back you up need to have your back. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of shitty bosses and a lot of creepo bosses. Hopefully you have one that's like, yeah, you got a problem, you come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Italians love saying that. You you know, you know you get hemmed up, you come talk to me. The amount of men who I don't know that have given me their numbers and be like, you have a problem, you come you call me. I'm like, problem for what? I'm staying at the Hilton. So, that's what you need and drawing that line. I don't know if you're a clever girl or a fast girl or a funny girl. I've gotten myself out of a lot of situations by just being quicker than the average bear, which a lot of men, I don't know, sometimes don't like. Sometimes they love it. They're like, oh, we can spar. My dick is so hard. It has nothing to do. You can be as professional as you want. I'll never forget during a VIP meet and greet, some piece of shit licked my ear and his date was like, ha So don't give into the rape culture of, oh, well, how are you behaving? It doesn't matter. All the men in my life know, no matter how drunk they are, like don't touch a waitress. <laughs> so- Make sure that you and your employer are on the same page. Go from there. Yeah. Also, get out of there. Don't yeah. work there. I found the person I with the 20 cousins. Uh, okay, let's see. We have, even though it's anonymous, we found the girl with the 20 cousins. You have posted so many pictures of this golden retriever. And there's one where you're holding it by the neck, but I think you're just holding its face still. Uh, I'm looking for pictures of your family. Here's a picture of you at a concert, and I'm assuming the entire audience is your family. Where do you live? Where do you live? I don't know, but I don't think it's European anymore. I, I never thought American. it was European. I said I did. Here's you holding a thing of, oh, Wisconsin. I was right. I was right. I knew it because I know my audience. There's a picture of you holding something called root beer flavored milk. Wow, you are from Wisconsin. Um, the moral of the story is that I was right. This is the most innocent, cutest Instagram feed I have ever seen. It's just her picture and with her like perfectly curled hair. Pictures of her kissing her fiance and pictures of her golden retrievers, pictures of the golden retrievers with her fiance, husband, and pictures of the golden retrievers. This is the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. And then a wreath that you made uh, for a football game. This is the most Americana, cutest thing. Golden retriever overload. Mm. That's adorable. So your Instagram page is like a Hallmark movie. I know. She has 20 cousins in one house. I told, but can I get some acknowledgement for knowing you it was were Wisconsin? You on Wisconsin, yeah. God, you got to know your demographics you so you know. can assume things about people. Next question. L peoples. Question about stand-up. I'm in my very first baby beginnings of doing stand-up. It's been a passion for a long time. I've always consumed lots of stand-up, whether it's on TV, watching live shows, podcasts, comedy albums, etc. I'm inspired by so many comics. I think, oh, that's how I want to tell a story or that's the kind of energy I want to have on stage, but I don't want to look like a knockoff of someone else. My question is, as I start to write my own material and put together a set, where does one draw the line between inspiration and straight up copying the style, cadence, yeah. presentation of another comic? Love the pod. Please watch bring the less, back to Dallas. Watch less, do more. I have never been a comedy watcher. Um... I kind of just always was funny, but I watched a lot of sketch growing up. You will always, even if you don't realize it, be somewhat as an homage imitating someone. We all, like, it's impossible to just be like, I've invented this. I've never seen anyone else. Um, But like a great example is, um, and Seinfeld said this and I was agreeing with this. And who else said it the other night? Might have been Anthony Jeselnik. Was it him? About how when Sebastian gets off stage and I, I often follow him, do I fall or bring him up? But you can't help but sound like him. He gets off stage and you're like, all right, so got married this year. Like your R's are harder. Like you sound like him. Some comics have a tone and a cadence and a stamp and some don't. Um, I'm a very fast comic and I find a lot of comics after me are like, we got to slow this down. Uh, there is a comic out there who pretty much does my act whenever they're on stage. And I'm always, I just roll my eyes because I'm like, nice try. Um, So you're going to get comparisons, whatever, 
watch less, do more. Because the more you do, the more you'll find your own rhythm. And by the way, especially if you're a woman, like people will try to take things away from you. They'll find whoever you look the most like and be like, oh, it's like this, even if you're nothing like them. So watch less, do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's great. Sometimes I'll get Robin Williams and I take it as a compliment. Because there's comparisons that are there to make you shitty. And then those are like compliments. Like when people say George Carlin for me, I'm yeah. always like, thank you. Yeah. So that's my compliment. I'm just letting you know I get that compliment. I get George Carlin. I love that. I love it that I get these mm-hmm. pillars of comedy. I get George Carlin and I get Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no one like me, baby. Alex Hawks too. Hey, Liza. My fiance and I recent re- recently rescued a dog from a local shelter. We both travel a lot to visit family and take fun weekend trips. We're always taking her with us now, which is so much fun. But we feel guilty when we sometimes have to leave her in the hotel room by herself and we go out and have fun. As someone who also travels with a furry companion, any tips on fun activities we can do to include her in our trip? What? How you include your dog? What are some fun dog activities in new cities? The dog's just happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, we built an obstacle course in our house so Tianfu could jump over things. Dogs just want to be included. They just want to sit under the table while you have dinner. You could always take them to a park. It's not, some cities are just not dog friendly. Dog parks are always good. Your dog just wants to be with you and to get some exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about including. I mean, my dog goes everywhere in a bag. When I got Tianfu, I was like, you need to do what Blanche did. And she just chills. So she's included because she's there. Mm-hmm. My dog knows like either come in the bag and be quiet or you're going to stay home. So that's it. Are you ready to smuggle a 50-pound Great Dane in a luggage bag? You stop at fun places though when you're, when you're driving. But that has nothing to do with the dog. We stop anyway. Mm. Hunter and I, we always stop in like uh, independent coffee shops or, you know, Americana snack shops. Like if your region is known for something, we'll stop there. And you bring mm. the dog in. Sometimes they say you can't have the dog and you put her in the car for a second. Mm-hmm. By the way, just know the rule is if it's hot, you roll a window down. I've had people be like, how could you have the dog in the car? I'm like, because it's 50 degrees outside. Mm. Crack a window when it's hot. The dog doesn't need air. A car isn't airtight. Well, you, if it's hot, don't put your dog in the car. There's a lot of- we, No, but we you don't can have the dog it. in the car. It's 70 degrees outside. If you're running in to get if something, it, it's okay. I, yes, it's there's fine. There's a lot of, it depends. Give be me a careful. fucking break. No, be careful of me and don't touch my dog. Hot outside, you crack a window because you're running in to grab your dry cleaning. You're okay. You know the Teslas now that have the like a little, they can be air conditioned. You can put your dog in there and leave the air conditioning on for the dog and the little screen on the Tesla Great. Will light up like, Great. my dog's fine in here. This, Don't break the windows. People have to do that too. Uh, people this episode windows. brought to you by Tesla. Hey, there's some advice, America, to the girl with 20 people in a house. Just get a Tesla. I'm just, I'm just saying it, but it was such a, people were breaking Tesla windows. So they had to start displaying it on the screens because people would leave their dogs in there with the AC running and people didn't know Tesla's could do that. Stop talking about it. Everybody's conveniently a white knight when it matches up with their morals. Yeah. Sam underscore. Break my car window. I'm going to break your neck. Cats at play. Sam underscore. Sit underscore. Cats at play. Don't yell at me. How do you handle a coworker who's just stirring the shit for her own amusement? I talked to my co-manager about the issue as we now take everything this girl says with a grain of salt. We don't feel like direct confrontation would be helpful and our superior supervisor feels the same. This liar will tell me one thing and then turn around and tell my co-manager something different or worse, take what we say and flip it in a way that makes it sound like we're bad-mouthing the other. It's like she wants us to fight. Example, the employee asked me how lunch shift went. I explained how it was so slow that I was able to take supplies to another location. The employee made it out to my co co-manager that I was somehow upset that I had to drive to the location. We're all grown women and I just wish I could make her eat her own crap. Just shut down the live factory. Then just do it. How do you handle that? Right in front of her, say, why did you say, just call her out, be like, why did you say that I was upset? And she'll be like, I didn't say it. And then the other girl will be like, you said she was upset and make her backtrack. You could just catch her and you can just straight up in front of the person, subject C, you're A, she's B, she's C. Just have the three of you present. She's keep she's banking on you guys always being apart. If you want to call it out, just call it out. And you, or the best part is don't ever call it out, but just have an agreement between you and employee C that like that person's crazy and then it becomes fun to, to keep track of the lies as long as you and the other person have an understanding that you're both on the same page. Yeah. But yeah, call her out right there then and there and watch her watch her get flustered. It's kind of fun. You're good at that in a way that I would not be able to do. In a way because that's I'm just honest. so professional. Yeah, because like, it's not trying said. to, it's not a lie. It's not like root. It's just like, hey, this is exactly what you said. Do you want to back it up? You're like, oh, I. You're like, okay, I just, you said it. So. Sometimes you say, you'll be like, oh, is this what you meant? And I'll be like, oh God, is it? I don't know. 
That being said, all the time I'll get upset about something and then you'll be like, you literally said that we could have them as our sponsor. I'm like, okay. I, I sheath my sword. But you don't have a problem with, with talking to people. I mean, it sounds like these two co-managers are on the same team. So it's like, you know what? If it's not effect, if it's only if she's only trying to stir up stuff between the two of you and the two of you are good, whatever. You point blank. If like if you catch her in a lie, be like, why are you trying to start something? Mm. Yeah, I I am curious as to if she just would say it. Stop or just not. keep it real. And you can always say, I'm just trying to keep it real. People always respect that kind of language. They do, they're like, oh, she's keeping it real. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She'll, she won't be working there long. Anyways, call it out. Real. I'm just trying to keep it real. You see something, say something. Stay ready and got to get ready. Two toads are better than one frog. Kick it. Is that advice from your mom? Mm-hmm. Put cream on your toad. Queenie 070. My toad's my vagina. <laughs> Don't put cream on your vagina. It's got its own pH balance. Croak. Queenie 070. Why Quar. am I still single? This is a generic Next one. question. Look, let's do a quick... Run down of all the advice you've given your other episodes. Look, love yourself. Be out and about. Stop. No, stop. We don't know anything about this person. We don't know if they're crazy. We don't know if they're terrible looking. We don't know if they're mean. We don't know if they're married and think they're single. We don't know if they just got divorced yesterday. We don't know anything about this person. How dare you? Next question. Wasting these people's time. Bev's underscore Buick You know what? Everyone's like, why am I still single? Well, you're not single when you're in a relationship. And you're not going to be single forever, so don't focus on that. You'll you'll date someone soon, but just know it's just around the corner. I, I, that was a bad question. Babs underscore Buick seventeen. You did a bad job. I'm just trying to keep it real. <laughs> hey, Eliza Scott, Emily, and Tovu, love the pot. I'm Ooh, excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see you in Indianapolis this March. Oh, it's gonna be lit. Six shows. I'm sick. Shows, not six, but maybe six. I am flying alone for the first time this February. I am pretty nervous and wondering if you should could share some tips to make this experience smooth. Sure. The odds of you dying on the way to the airport are a lot higher than you dying actually on the plane. Do your own research and quell your fears with some actual math. The number of commercial flights that actually crash in America, I think it's it's minuscule. You're not taking a private jet. You're not taking some weird Panamanian airline from region to region, what? Because I said Panamanian? No, I just, yeah, you're not going to go to the Bermuda Triangle or anything. Yeah. One of the most famous emergency flights here was that uh, Sully who landed on the water. Mm-hmm. And we're like, see, it's fine. Things happen, but the odds of that happening are so slim and you're more likely to get hit by a car on the way to the airport. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So you're fine. They got this down to a science. If it makes you feel better, the fl- pilots don't even actually fly the plane. I mean, they do, but it's like they can get up and walk around. You're fine. Hmm. You're fine. Yeah, I mean that's that's. Don't part. smoke weed. You might get weird. And then uh, you'll, you know what always gives me go. anxiety? Actually, going to the airport. Yeah, that's being the hard at part. the airport and some flight attendant. I'm so sorry, your bag is green. We don't allow that. We hate you. Yeah, it's always just uh, and you're so many dumb people who act like they didn't hear the announcement. Now boarding zone one. They're like, did you say zone fifty three? My bag doesn't fit. I've never been on a plane. The other people that are going to make you stress, it's not the, you're fine. Yeah. And if you do die, we'll never know because hmm. you're not going to write back. I'm just saying. Anonymous. Kick it. Hi, Eliza. I graduated college two years ago with a degree in economics and I've been working as a staff accountant since then. I loved my job at the beginning because I had a desk and a normal schedule rather than a college job making people's coffee. A couple of months ago, I asked my boss if the company would pay for me to attend a 12-week HR class since I do payroll and have no knowledge of HR at all. They agreed, which is awesome. However, the original excitement of my first grown-up job is wearing off, and I don't think this is really what I want to do anymore. I can't cancel the class now, but I'm wondering how long I have Accounting and HR isn't your life's passion? How long I have to stay at this company after the class before I start looking for a new job. I really love the people I work with, and this company has been really great to me. I don't want to leave on bad terms. Appreciate your feedback and love the podcast. Oof. Uh, I would take stock of why you don't like it. Is there any room for the company to change? Is there any growth in the company for you to do something else? I would take some real stock because the truth is if that path that you're on is really not the one you want to be on, it doesn't matter about the company. Like you owe it to yourself. Um, Never stick around at a job just for other people because those people would leave that job in a heartbeat. It's called upward mobility. So ask yourself what you don't like about it. Is this something that can be changed there? Um, I think, I guess the decency would be to at least stick around for the 12 weeks after. 
because that sucks. You know, and maybe there's a contract they had you sign. Maybe you can't just leave. Yeah, take a peek at that. But uh, you're you're definitely under no obligation to stay. And I'm yeah, I doubt they would be like, sure. Oh, you're leaving. Bye bye. So, I mean, take the class, see how it goes, take stock of things after, reassess. Yeah, yeah. Because if if it's a dead end job for you, then you got to get out. Yeah, kick it. Hey, Eliza, Emily, and Scott, love the podcast. Just want to ask, Eliza, when did you know you were wise and that people needed to hear your advice? I think I have a pretty good sense of self, and my friends often come to me for advice, but I often wonder if the advice I'm giving them is good enough. That being said, I also feel like I need to live up to this wiser-than-my-age trope that is often attributed to me by my peers. Is this something that ever crosses your mind? No, uh, I'm just a very confident person and I'm a pretty level-headed person. I mean, I get angry for sure, but I've spent my life culling observations and I'm a hyper-observant person. Um, Moment to moment, do I always make the best choices for myself? No. Do I get angry? Of course. Do I think everybody's stupid? Yes. Uh, I think just in my mid-30s, I've just kind of been like, you know what? I think I got this lay of the land, but I'm always open to people who are smarter than I and... It's Ask Eliza Anything because we wanted an open format sort of podcast that was easy, that was self-generating. We don't have to book a guest every week. Mm -hmm. And there's comedy and advice. And the last couple years, you know, the um, spiritual connection that people have been telling me, this is not, I didn't set out to be like, I want people to ask me advice. Mm -hmm. But the feedback I get from these specials where people confess how much it meant to them. I'm not saying I'm your guru and I'm not qualified. I always say I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I don't have any experience with that stuff. This is all, if you want the advice from your favorite celebrity, take it. If you don't want it, don't take it. Mm-hmm. This, I'm not trying to build a brand off of that. Would I love my own show? Mm-hmm. For sure. But it's very much like, here's what it is. I don't force it on people. Um, and people like it. So I'm just leaning into it. That's it. Yeah. Also, I think I know better than most people. Because I've made the mistakes. That's the other thing is I've made a big chunk of my career through my 20s was reporting on what I was doing, going out and dating and your reactions with your friends and interactions. And then as I've gotten older and moved forward in my life, I'm able to look back on those with that 2020 hindsight. Mm -hmm. So I'm only reporting on things that I've lived through or because a lot of you are younger. So I'm just saying, here's what it would be if you were older. No one's saying to me, I've got my kids and I need kid advice. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't fucking know because I don't have any. I'm 80 and I'm trying to pick a retirement home. Yeah. What do you think, Liza? What do you think? What about my, my HMO, my PPO? I don't know. I got a thick dog. She's sleeping. Well, I got advice for you. Kiss her right on the mouth. Anonymous. Eliza, I have a big fear of spiders. I panic when I see them. And while trying to get away from one once, I actually fell down stairs and broke both of my feet. <laughs> Your feet? Mm-hmm. Do you have a fear of anything? And if so, how did you overcome it? Do you have any of those? Not like, not, not irrational. Like a phobia. Well, like a phobia. Uh, a I love the idea of open water. Mm. But I, I also- on a bridge. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I get a little seasick. So I just kind of don't do things where I might get seasick. I mean, I have healthy fears of things, but nothing where I like would panic. That being said, there is a clip on my Instagram page from the first time I went to Thailand. I put my feet in one of those tubs where the little fish nibble at the dead skin. Yeah. I was freaking out. All the while knowing I could do it, but like freaking out. It's just it didn't about hurt. them chewing on you. Yeah. I mean, I've been invited to go like swimming with sharks. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Healthy fear and respect. Just because you don't have to conquer every fear, by the way. Like, that's normal to be afraid of being in a shark cage. And guess what? I don't want to fuck with a shark. I respect them. I respect a lot of animals. And you know what I do to show my respect? I don't touch them. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I don't have any like crippling phobias, fears like that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything where I've been like, no, mm-hmm. no, nothing like that. No. Okay. Okay. All right. You want to do your top and bottom of the cup? I don't like hair, like chunky hair. Like loose hair, but like I, everything in my car. Yeah. Just my car. But I'm just like, because that's disgusting. tumbleweeds. But I don't like freak out and break my feet. That would be bad. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. All right, we are doing it right every day. You just take a bite. My top of the cob is I was packing recently for a long trip and I save tiny little jars and I refill them with face wash that you just need for a week. You know, sometimes you can't pack the whole bottle. And I love having all of my little tinctures, like different oils that I mix together or little jars that I've saved from one thing that I put face wash in or eye cream in. And I like setting out all the teeny little jars because I feel like a witch with all of her little jars and baubles and things. Um, 
And I like having that. It's a very romantic way to carry all your toiletries. Little homemade, <coughs> not homemade concoctions, but little concocted jars and things like that. And I like the way it looks, a little colorful. You can write on them. I like that. I don't need everything to be uniform. Yeah. Tiny thing. I'll spend That's a whole nice. day packing and I put a lot of thought into which jars I take, which things I label, which serums I combine. It's a bespoke experience. What's your top of the cob? I swear to God, if it's a movie. My top of the cob is that... Nicole Kidman in her first play, which they turned out to be a DVD. No, even though I was sick on my birthday, people were very nice. You were very kind to me. You got me a very nice sweater. Why would you need to post about it? Because I love you. You got me a very, very nice thoughtful sweater for the thing that I love the most, which is Burbank. You sent me nice text messages. You checked in on me. People were real nice to me. I was at home dying in my own bed, but but I felt which is the goal to die in your own bed. (laughs) It was the dream. It was uh, people were very kind. I appreciated it. It was nice. Uh, my bottom of the cob is the fact that I wake up and my neck hurts because I'm clenching my jaw. And I clench my jaw all the time and I don't know what to do. I, I'm in need of like a healer. Like I need to go to someone that will do one of those like Gwyneth Paltrow goop exorcisms. I don't know why I'm clenching my jaw, even for a relaxing dream. And it's a, it's a shitty feeling at 36 to just be like, oh, I feel broken every time I wake up. My back hurts constantly and I'm not as... I'm not a gifted athlete, so I shouldn't be in this much pain. What's your bottom of the cob? My bottom of the cob is I got my new glasses in the mail and things are, you know, when you get new glasses and for the first, like when you first put them on, you're like, things are too clear now. Like it's just Mm. barely a step above the last ones. Okay. So your eyes are getting worse. So my eyes are getting worse and everything's just clear enough that it feels like something's wrong with my brain. Got it. Like I'm glitching. But ultimately that is a good thing. Yes. Okay. Bottom of the cob. That's our show, you guys. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to every single thing that our sponsors told you to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, be well, be kind to others, and uh, kiss a Catholic pig farmer. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.